0: Thank you for tuning into Stepping Stones of Faith. Stepping Stones of Faith is a ministry of Claytonville United Brethren Church. Our service times are as follows. Sunday morning Sunday school starts at 9:30 a.m. Sunday morning worship starts at 10:30 a.m. If you would like to join us for any of these services, our address is 106 Elizabeth Street, Claytonville, Illinois 60926. We hope to see you this morning. Today we're gonna to be stepping away from our Hebrews study for the next couple of weeks. Some scriptures have been on my heart and I felt through the Lord that it was necessary to step away for a couple of weeks, the, the scripture in Hebrews. And I would like to turn your attention today to the book of Mark chapter four. Mark chapter four if you're in want to use the red Bible, it is page six, eight, 868, on the right hand side down at the bottom. When you're there, say amen. Page eight sixty eight. Right hand side down at the bottom. And we read. That same day, when the, when the evening came, he said to them, let us go cross the other side. When they, had sent, when they had sent the crowd away, they took him in the boat. Just as he was, there were also the other little boats with him a great storm arose and the waves splashed into the boat so that it was now filling the, filling the boat. He was in the stern asleep on a pillow. They woke him and said, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He rose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased and there was great calm. He said to them, Why are you why are you so fearful? How is, that? How is it that you have no faith? They feared greatly and said that one, that to one another, What kind of man is he that even the wind and the sea obey him? Questions we need to ask ourselves is, What kind of man is Jesus? that that not only the wind and the sea obey him, but this is a picture of nature obeys Christ. The very creation obeys Christ. And this also speaks to not only physical storms, but emotional, spiritual storms as well. Notice here, that they're with the king. They're with Jesus. And you can see the different temperaments of the of him versus the others. The storm is rain, raging and water's filling the boat. And he's asleep. He's asleep. Very calm. Sleeping on a pillow. They're going... Berserk, going crazy, trying to bail out the water, and they're, they're probably yelling and screaming, and he's asleep. And yet they're fearful, and they're with the one who they've seen do many miracles. They've heard him preach the word. They've seen him do things, signs and wonders, and yet he was in the boat with them, and they were fearful. Fearful for their lives speaks to us today in 2020, speaks to this very pandemic that we're going through. It speaks to the attitudes of society. Would to God that every person would turn to the Lord. There's so many people that call themselves Christians. I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. Well, what does that mean? You ever ask that question of someone, what does that mean to you? What does it mean to be a Christian to you? Somebody can say, I'm a Christian, but it can mean totally something different than what it actually means in Scripture. Sometimes, well, for me, for an example, for me, for an example, we were were considered Christians, we were Catholic. Did we observe... The scriptures in our life and the way we did things? No. But we were still Christians. We weren't Christians. We were Christians by tradition. We were Christians by our own understanding. The word Christian means follower of Christ. Christ follower. If you don't follow Christ, you're really not a Christian. You're naming something. It's almost like and I, I I dislike this, but it's almost like the word Christian has become kind of like its own thing. It's like Kleenex is a brand, facial tissue is what they make. But people call them Kleenexes. Gimme a Kleenex, give me a Kleenex. Okay? Christianity has become the go to thing. We're a people. We're what God makes, We're, but we're, we're a Christian because we follow Christ, not because we say we are. You see the difference? We have to, to be a Christian, a true Christian, there are some things that have to happen. We have to be born again. What does that mean? We admit we're a sinner. Some people might say, well, guess what? I haven't done anything. I'm not a murderer. I haven't stole anything. I haven't. I haven't cheated on my spouse, I haven't done. so why am I a sinner? Well, you go all the way back to the beginning of the book. Genesis chapter three. go all the way back to there, where Adam and Eve sinned the fall of man. That is when we what we have to recognize and we have to acknowledge because everything that we do, whether it be good or bad, is driven out of the sin nature. People might say of me or of of you or of anybody else, well, they're a good person, and they're probably right. You are a good person. I am a good person, but that doesn't make me a Christian. Being a good person does not make you a Christian. Being a good person makes you a good person, someone that's liked, someone that people want to be around. That's a good person, yes, yes. And all of us in here are good people. I would say that of each and every one of you. And of myself. But that doesn't make us a Christian. That doesn't make us fit for heaven. What makes us fit for heaven is a relationship with Jesus Christ. We have to admit that we've sinned. Acknowledge the sin nature. Yes, I am a sinner. Then we have to believe in Jesus. You know, whenever it says that they believed in Jesus, like John three sixteen, that word is not just to believe, head knowledge, belief. That word in the Greek is, uh, means that you fully entrust your life to Jesus Christ. Not just a head knowledge, a heart knowledge. That you fully entrust your life to Jesus. That's what it means to believe In Jesus. See, we can believe anything we want to. We can believe what they say on social media. We can believe what anybody tells us, but we can believe it here. But when it comes to Scripture, we must believe it from our heart, not just our head. Believe in Jesus. Adventure a sinner, believe in Jesus. Then commit your life to Him. Repent, repent, and believe. And then, after repentance and belief, comes baptism. Baptism does not get you into heaven. Baptism, baptism is not a part of salvation. It is a. It is a. Outward expression of an inward change. Being baptized does not get you into heaven. Being baptized gets you wet. But what you're doing with baptism is you are standing up in front of a group of people and you're proclaiming belief in Jesus Christ. And you're proclaiming that he is your Lord and Savior. And by going under the water, you then are proclaiming your death to your own way of thinking, your own desires, your own perspective, your own things. And you rise up new in Christ just as it happened spiritually for you before that. It's a public declaration of an inward change. So those are the preliminaries. And these people, these men in the boat, were in the boat with the Savior. They were in the boat with the one who they saw do a lot of miracles. Raise the dead. (laughs) bring sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf. They saw him do all these things, but yet they doubted that he could save them in the storm. Or they didn't even think about it, actually, probably didn't even think about it. They were so worried about their circumstances. Boy, we could go all day on that statement. We worry so much. Did you know that worry can actually do more harm to you than to not worry, physically. To worry, to have anxiety, what that does to a physical body, it releases a chemical called cortisol. Do you know what cortisol does? Cortisol is that chemical that causes you to fight or flight. And if it's too much into your system, cortisol will begin to break down your organs, your heart, your lungs, your kidneys, Your liver. It'll begin to break down your organs when we worry. And they were worried that Jesus Christ was there, but they didn't even think about the fact that he could stop things. The miracle worker was in there. You know, good golly. He's there. And so we walk around today, especially in this pandemic situation, and you hear on the news all the negative stuff and all the stuff. We walk around with worry. We wake up, and the, some of us might wake up in the middle of the night fearing for our children, our grandchildren, fearing for our friends, have they been around, not been around, should I go around them? Now, I'm not saying, I'm not standing here saying we should just do what we do. We should abide by the, the recommendations of our counties of our state government. Abiding by those things is one thing. Worrying about those things is something totally different. We walk around, and I'm guilty of it too, walking around like Jesus doesn't have control. Like Jesus does not know what's going on. Like this is all surprising to Jesus. Guess what, it's not. It's not. He saw it before the beginning of time. And he saw our reaction. And he saw our fear and he saw our anxiety. And if we let him, here's the key, if we let him, he will speak peace to those storms. He will speak peace to those storms. If we let him. But we have to get into the mindset that he is there with us. We have to get into the mindset that he walks alongside us. We have to get into the mindset that he never sleeps or slumbers. He doesn't punch out at 5 o'clock in the afternoon and punch in at 9 in the morning. He is always there with us. We have to get those things into our minds and into our hearts. The storms of life take a moment and just think about the storms of life you're going through right now. Maybe in the recent past. Maybe something that's going on this week. Maybe last week. The worries. And as you're thinking about that, I want, you to, ask, I want to ask you this question. Are those things bigger than Jesus? Are those things more... Uh, more more than he can handle are they more than we can handle? what's the scripture say? It says that he doesn't give us more than we can handle he doesn't give us more than we can bear, but when we feel like we ha- haven't got enough like we haven't got enough to to call upon him, that's when we have to get back to God. That's when we have to press in more, get into our word more. If you're, if you're new here for a while, Ron and, Ron and Sandy, you'll know that I say this often, get in your Bible and read it, read it. We do things. I encourage people to do things in this church. We do a reading plan together, a year in the Bible reading plan together. We do on the back of our calendars, we have the Westminster Shorter Catechism. We use those things to get in the Word of God, to to, to get that strength in the Word of God, that when we need the Word of God, it is there. You can't get it if you don't put it in. You can't get it if you don't put it in. If you don't put the word of God into your heart, God cannot reveal it. He's not going to push you. He's a gentleman. He's not going to push you anywhere anywhere you don't want to go. And if you don't put the word in your heart, he's not going to bring it back to you. Because by not putting it into your heart, you're telling God that it's not important. That it's not something you want to do. So how is he going to help us go through those storms if we don't give him the opportunity to help? We have to have faith that he knows the storms, that he knows our hurts, that he knows our fears, our anxieties, that he knows those things. See, in verse 37, it says, a great wind storm arose, and the waves splashed into the boat so that it was now filling the boat. How many times in our lives do we go through situations where we feel like, and I've been there, let me tell you, the anxiety gets so high that you feel like you can't breathe. The, the, the stress is so bad, it feels like you're drowning. You ever been there? We've been there. I've been there. I've been there. And you know, it's a difficult thing to do, but we have to remember who's in control and who's in charge. Jesus, the Son of God, if we call upon Him, He will answer. He will answer you. With a heart of humble humbleness, with a heart of um, uh, Surrender. He will answer. He will answer. Those storms, those things in our life, He sees them. He sees them. It's not a surprise to Jesus. You know, there's things that I do with right now. I don't know if that's going or not, but that's off. So that's a surprise to me. What am I going to do? Oh my goodness. It might be going it might not. I don't know, but it's going over there. I know it's going over there. So it'll go out one way or the other. Okay? That's a surprising thing to me. Do you think us getting a diagnosis or going through something that is difficult takes God by surprise? Oh my goodness, I wasn't planning for that. Now I've got to make a contingency plan. No, God saw it all. God sees it all. God knows what tomorrow's going to bring. God knows what next week's going to bring. God knows what the next 10 minutes is going to bring. God knows those things. And God calls us and desires for us to surrender to him. Everything we have. Our hearts, our minds, our bodies. What does it say in scripture? Two things that Jesus said sums up all the prophets. And the Ten Commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Focusing on the latter. We are to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. If we do that, we trust that when we're going through times, Jesus will be there. Jesus will walk with us through those times. What I like to do, and this is just me, what I like to do when I'm going through something hard, I like to picture myself walking through somewhere, beach, meadow, whatever, walking alongside with Jesus and we're having a conversation about the situation and he brings peace. That's what I like to do. That's just me. Maybe I'm weird. But that's what I like to do. A lot of people say I'm weird. But that's what I like to do. Because I know he's there. I know he's real. I, I felt his presence so real. I know he's real. So I know when I go through something, I can pray to him. And I can feel like we're doing that. Walking through the storm, he's bringing peace. He's bringing peace. They say, teacher, don't you, don't you care that we are perishing? How many times have we approached God like that? God, I can't handle it. I can't take it. It's too much. I'm going to die. That is if we have enough fortitude to go to God with those things. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes that's difficult. But when we do, do we say those things? God, this is too much. I think I'm going to die. And what does he say? Peace. Be still. <clears throat> when he speaks those words of peace, what does it do for you? You don't have to answer me, but think about what it does for you when you're going through something and Jesus speaks that peace in your life. That peace, as it says in the Scripture, that passes all understanding. You know, it, it really does. You can't explain it. It's just... A peace that comes over you that is, you just can't explain. You just don't understand it. But it's there. Everything's falling apart around you, but you have peace within yourself when you call upon Jesus, when you call upon Him. Those things happen if we call upon Jesus. It says, then the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Then ourselves, there can be a great calm if we allow Jesus to to do that with us. And whenever that happens, do we ever just sit back and say, man, Jesus Christ is marvelous? Jesus Christ. Is great and mighty. It kind of, for me, it kind of restores my faith. I don't, that I don't ever lose my faith, but it rejuvenates my faith in the one who is the author and finisher of my faith. It rejuvenates that because He is real to you in those moments. He is real to you in the moments of the times of trial. And then we have to ask ourselves a question, and I do this a lot too. We need to ask ourselves questions. We need to ask this question of ourselves. What did we learn about Jesus and about ourselves going through something like that? What does it say in the book of Matthew? Jesus said, come you who are weary and heavy heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He calls them to learn of him. So what did we learn of having gone through the situation? What did we learn about Jesus? What did we learn about ourselves? Those kinds of things we have to examine. We have to examine ourselves and examine the way that went down and examine our reaction and examine the peace that Jesus brings and renew our faith in him so that he is once again our only savior and our only desire and whose will, whom's will we only surrender to. You see? God is good, amen? God is good. In the good times and the bad, he is still good. You see, he allows things, and I've gone through things in my life, been through a lot of things in my life. But I know that even in the bad times, God is still good. God still has a plan. There's many things that happened in my life that I wouldn't be here today had they went a different way. I wouldn't be a pastor. I wouldn't even be here, probably in this state, had God not changed things in my past. God might have me somewhere else. I remember when I was working for for a company up in Kankakee, I had a transfer to San Marcos, Texas. And I was going to go into this job as a manager. Raise and pay nice job, transfer was all set, paperwork was back, I was set to go in a month. Had I went, I wouldn't be here today. Had I take, take that, taken that job, I probably wouldn't even be a Christian right now because I was, I was not a Christian at that time. But God changed it. I did, was not able to go. And I'm here today because of it. Those things that happen, those things that go through our life, we've got to think about in that way. God, what do you have for us? What do you have for me? If this isn't the way, what's next? If this door is shut, God, which window are you going to open? My Christian life, my life in God, being here in this church, that was the window that was open. And I jumped through it wholeheartedly, totally sold out to God. And I'm better for it, better for it. I struggled financially. I wouldn't have struggled had I gone to this other job. I struggled financially had all kinds of things. But God had a plan. God had a purpose. And today is the fruit of that plan and purpose. Each and every day is the fruit of that plan and purpose. Why do I say this? Because we all have kids in here. We all have... Some of us have grandkids. I don't have grandkids if I don't yet. But we all have loved ones that are probably making wrong choices Right as we speak, and we ask, to our, we ask ourselves, why, God, why are they going through this? Why are they doing this? And that storm begins to rise in our heart and in our mind and in our spirit. and God says, "Peace, be still, because He has a purpose and a plan for our loved ones, for our kids. For our grandkids, He has a purpose. We may not live to see it, but if we stay in Jesus Christ, we'll see it from up there. We'll still see it. We just won't see it on this side. Just won't see it on this side. That's why I say get into your Bible, stay close to God, stay close to Him, trust Him. Trust Him. In those storms when it's hard to trust, trust. In those times of trial when we feel like nothing is going to fix it, we're going to die, trust. We see our loved ones making wrong decisions and things that are not good for them, trust. Trust. Trust God. You know, my kids are down there seven and eight, and I know with all of my being that they're not going to make every right choice. They're not to probably not going to live right their whole life. I pray they do, but they may not. But I've got to trust God with them. We've got to remember God gave us our kids and our grandkids. He's the one who gave them He's the one who has them. We've got to trust Him. Thank you for listening to Stepping Stones of Faith. I pray that you find value in this content. You can also find an audio podcast of this program on all the major podcasting platforms. Just type Stepping Stones of Faith into the podcast search bar. Once again, I'm Pastor Josh. Thank you for joining me today.